But aren't we all honored that God has considered us and we become born again? I mean, you think about that. Jesus' Father sent His Son to die on the cross so that I can become born again. There's two births. The first one is natural. The second one is spiritual. And we did believe that's an awesome thing. As a matter of fact, preparing for today, I really got excited because it reminds me of who I am and what I have that can be so easily taken for granted. And it started, you know, with last week when we were breaking bread. I think that the two men that got up there, they're in England today, but wasn't that living testimony that was really encouraging for those who were here? Wasn't it? I mean, I really was touched by what they had to share. And I, and I kind of, the things that I want to share with you today, um, let, and I'm going to read a few scriptures. Uh, try to l- let me have your mind, your heart, because we're running a little bit late. So I'm going to talk fast. And I may not look at all the scriptures. I'll just share with you what already God has put on my heart, Okay. God has already spoken this morning here and touched a lots of pe- number of people. God's not finished yet. I happen to be just a mouthpiece uh, here this morning, but it is Holy Spirit that is here that wants us to hear something. So just join with me in prayer that uh, we can hear what God's got to say. Father, we're so thankful this morning, God. And even if we don't, some don't feel that way this morning, God, we want to voice it and say, we are thankful that we can be in a place like this and gather together with precious brothers and precious sisters who you have found worthy, God, to plant your spirit into. And like it's written in Revelation, God, if the spirit hears, Holy Spirit, like it was already in worship, the king, release yourself. That spirit that is within me, Father, I just pray a release to hear and what you accomplished at the cross and what's meant for you and I this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the book of the epistle of John, the third book, it says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad when brother came and bore witness to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in truth. And when I read that, I said to myself, what is some of the truth of you and I and who are we? Okay? We know that I was born naturally in this world. And we know that Jesus called me. I didn't come into the kingdom on my own. But he called me, right? 
Okay? Then I've been, so I've been born again. There's a new spirit that has been planted within me. Now, because that new spirit has been planted within me, I am what? A new what? I am a new creation. It also says in 1 Corinthians 6.19 that now my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now when I think about that, how many times do you wake up in the morning, do you think that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? But it is, isn't it? He knows, you know, he is. He's planted and he knows everything, okay? In 1 John 2.27, it says, The anointing is in you, it is upon you, and when we come before the Father, and when we are asking the Holy Spirit to teach us, it says, He will teach you, right? Isn't that what it says? He knows all your weaknesses, he knows your strengths, and he also needs what you need to know now. Because he sees everything. It's not like the earthly. But you know, John, last week, I mean, in two weeks, he's been sharing about authority and walking in authority. And he gave an example about his, his father. And, you know, I was thinking about my father this last week. You know, it's amazing when somebody says something, how you can think. You know, sometimes we think that parents don't know it all. But let me tell you something, young adults or children, they're downstairs. Parents know. God is our Father, and He knows. Remember when I first got my license? 16 years old? Dad says, uh, I wanted to get, couldn't wait till I got it. Because then I could go into town and I could stay longer. Our town was about four miles away. Because I used to always have to call Dad at 10.30. He used to go to bed early and wake him up. He had to come into town to pick me up from a Friday night basketball game. And uh, then when I got my license, I could go in. I could stay in until 11, 11.30, okay? But being young, it seems that we never dated the girls from our little town. We always liked to date the girls from the other town which was nine miles away. And it seems that the other town liked to date, come and date the girls at our place, okay? Well, Dad would give me some instructions, and he says, now, I only want you to go to Independence and back. And for a while, that's just the way I did it, okay? But, you know, my friends, sometimes they, I leave the car in Independence, and I would ride with them to Arcadia. <laughs> come back and pick my car up. Well, it was getting to the point where it was my turn to go to Arcadia, okay? And uh, now, Dad, you know, town, and the car doesn't take a lot of gas when you only go four miles, okay? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I mean, Dad would get in the car, he said, geez, I know I filled this thing up. There's not enough gas in here for some reason. And... Uh, he says, Don, how come there's so much gas missing? He says, I don't know. You know, the enemy knows how. I mean, you know something? He's so good at manipulating. He's so good at teaching that, as a matter of fact, that he's got you believing that your parents believe you. 
And so, Dad says, huh, I'm going to write the mileage down. So he wrote the mileage down, and the gas wasn't in there. Some of it was missing. And he says, uh, where were you last night? I says, Independence. He says, you put on 200 miles in the car. He says, no, couldn't have been. You wrote down the wrong number. <laughs> you want to know something? He doubted. He didn't fight back. It's amazing. We can plant doubts in other people, even mom and dad. But as time went on, then I heard, well, you know, I, I love my parents, you know, but they put up a lot with me. Somehow, somehow, some sharp mechanic let me know that you can unhook the speedometer. By the way, you can't do that today with cars. <laughs> you can only do it with 1950s. And so, few times, few times, I got underneath there and I hooked the speedometer. But I unhooked it after I put 10 miles on the car. So I went to town. Back, only 10 miles on the speedometer. But that's, where's the gas? <laughs> the gas was missing again. And one day, I was all dressed up in a suit, and I don't know where I was going, but I was dressed up. And I put my hand underneath there to unhook the speedometer. It felt funny. My dad put grease on there. You see? I says, uh-oh. He knows. You know, mom and dad eat stupid. You can pull the wool over their eyes maybe once, twice, but they know. And I tell you something, it was a kind of a grease. <laughs> it was hard to get off my head. So, I think, and that reminds me, God knows I'm a son, I'm born again, my body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, I could hide from my dad just a certain amount of time. I got caught. You want to know something? We could never, never hide. From God. I can never hide. We look at Romans 8, and it says this. My dad didn't commit, you know, when he caught, I mean, when he knew, he knew, because the grease, you know, was wiped off when I grabbed it. He knew. Well, of course, that I did, the gas stayed in the car. I didn't go along. But you know what? My father, even though there's times he had to spank me, he never stopped loving me. Never stopped loving me. And, you know, sometimes we get together and we, we laugh about the stupid things we did back then. But he still loves me today, regardless how bad kids can get. Mom and dad still want the best for your children. And even unbelievers want the best for their children because it's within them. In Romans 8, it talks about this. There is no condemnation for those 
that believe on Jesus Christ and who have been set free. You know, it reminds me on how good my God is. I've seen, and I'm not going to mention who he works for, I've seen a mechanic that just loves to play in the grease and he gets so dirty. But he never cleans himself up. He goes to work and he puts his clothes on and he already puts on dirty clothes. And you want to know something? Over years, he's become so comfortable that everybody looks at him and says, they know that he doesn't have there's an uncleanness about him. But he himself has become so accustomed to it that it's become like his nature. You know what Jesus does? When we've sinned, when we've messed up, even though you're born again, you still mess up. You come before God and you say, Lord, forgive me. I messed up with the kids or in the job or with my wife. When we're sincere, it's like putting them dirty clothes in a wash machine. You know what it's like when I take a dirty white shirt and put it in the wash machine and you put the detergent in and things like that? It comes out clean. And you it's iron and it's pressed. Man, you look good. You smell good. You act good. Because you're clean all over. Isn't that right? That's what happened. That's what happened at the cross. Jesus took our sins upon his shoulders, right? And when I make a mistake and I've messed up, I say, forgive me. He washes me in the wash machine. It doesn't say wash machine in scripture. It says he washes in the blood. But I come out of that smelling good. I feel good inside. You know? You feel good. You feel clean. And even though some of the world may condemn you or not feel good about yourself, you know what I know something? If the spirit of God that is within you is bearing witness with your spirit and you feel good, ain't that exciting? Man, you know, that's what God is saying here today, isn't he? He's saying, my children, I mean, he came up there. Corey had this song. The spirit is within you to set yourself free. You think about it. The spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is planted in Baal. My God, that's a powerful thing, ain't it? I mean, I, you know, I mean, it rose Jesus from, you think about it. The spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. He was dead, dead. I mean, dead. And God was able to take and raise him up, that Holy Spirit, and give him a new body. Now that same spirit is planted in a born-again individual. And that's like dynamite. Corey set the song. That spirit of God that is within you. Even if there ain't nobody around. You just pull on that. And it'll set you free. God has not planted a weak spirit in us. 
He has planted a born-again spirit that is meant to rule. Okay? Let me give you an, give you an, exam, give you an example, okay? I had um, Larry's gone over in England and a few other guys over there. And I had Jerry, my chief mechanic, take a vacation this week, okay? Now, some things, you know, happen. We can't understand why they happen. But when they happen, when you run into a problem, a car breaks down or something didn't go right or there's misunderstanding between two people, I like to grumble a little bit. Jerry called on Wednesday and Larry called on Tuesday and he said, how's everything going? I said, fantastic. Everything was. It was going fantastic. It's amazing. Two hours after Jerry called, my tub grinder blew up. I mean, the piston inside of it, I mean, it just went kapook. And so, I mean, here I got now, every, I got three or four men that depend upon that mach machine working every day. Because it's their jobs to deliver the product, okay? And so I says, Father, why did this happen? So I murmured, I'll be honest with you, I murmured. Why did it happen, God, you know? Next morning, when I got up and I was during my prayer time, I was just praying. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, you know something? Within that engine, there was weakness. There was a part that was just about ready to fail. Now, is it better that it went this week or next week when you're on vacation? I was so thankful that it blew up this week so the pressure wouldn't be on my son. You see, sometimes in the midst of a crisis, God can say, speak to you, if we can hear. Because you know something? God is a speaking God. You know what? I felt free. I felt blessed. And I tell you something, I had a different attitude in solving that problem. Because after I got to see all the facts, I, was, I could see it would have eventually happened. Okay? And so why, why am I saying this? I am saying this that when we need to, when, like for instance, we need to keep talking to ourselves and reminding ourselves who we are. The scripture talks about in here, it says good health. You know what? I noticed, and, I, and it goes back into my early days with a sister Marietta, that when someone has gotten cancer or they got a terminal ill disease, you know what I'm saying? You say, Father, but I have noticed that when sometimes people are stricken inside and are hurting. They're touching God. Remember that with Sister Elaine. She had a special touch with God. She knew she was being with God. She was going to see God. Alice's mother. You know, I went Tim and I we went down to see her. And just you could just see the love of God just all over her. And you know, you and I, we want to walk. You read Romans 8. We want to walk knowing I am a son of God, washed in the blood. I am a free person, and God's my father. And if I'm walking that way, other people are going to see. I remember Peggy, and for you that know Peggy, you know what, when, I, when Peggy would come over to our home group and visit us, or she'd come around in a while here, and I would say, how are you doing, Peggy? Peggy made me feel like I was the most important person 
that she knew. She had such a thankful spirit. She was so thankful that I knew Bruno and Alice. I mean, and, and you know what she made every time, not, not just one time, if there will be five times or six times, every time I got around her, she left this kind of feeling with you. Because you know what? Peggy was in peace inside. You could feel it. You can draw, you can see when people's spirits are not right with God. We can't get away with it. I couldn't get away with, with my natural father. How much more do we want to walk upright with God so that you and I are, are doing the things that God want, intends for us to do? First of all, living as a, as a free son, knowing that Jesus is within me, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, there is a day that's going to come when you and I are going to spend eternity with him. Forever. You know how long forever is? My mind can't comprehend how long eternity is. But we're going to spend eternity with Jesus. You know, we talked about, you know, last week, we talked about last week when we break bread. You know, what did these two guys up here say? Their testimony was so exciting. Casey, you know how many times Casey has come up for prayers and for healing? I remember that day with Casey. He was saying, Up, oh, Daddy, Father, why is my back hurting? Why is it this? And you know something? He was, there was, he was all by himself standing here. And he was crying out to God. Because what? God's his father. Casey is his son. He's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Casey's walking in, totally free, washed in the blood. He's anything that he had on his heart at that time, I mean, that wasn't right. He got right with God. And now he could go into the heavens. Into the Holy of Holies. Because that's what it says. We can enter into the Holy of Holies if we're right with God. Casey did that. You heard his testimony. God met Casey right where he was at last week. And you know what else is so exciting? Because we believe it, we see it, we feel it, we can hear it. Out of my innermost being will what? Throw rivers of living water. You know? And like Peggy encouraged me so much. You know what? We can come up a step higher by continually being encouragement to each other. And you want to know something? If I'm believing, and I see it, and I hear it, and living water is coming out of me, people are going to want to be around you. There's a time when you're going to hurt. Casey was really hurting last week. But it turned out to be a great blessing. Jesus cares for you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's residing in there. And the enemy comes. Tim said it earlier. The goal of the enemy is to destroy your testimony. John said it. I'm thinking, what did he say? You Get a hold of that tape and listen to it over and over and again. There is an authority that you have as a believer, but you want to know something? You can't exercise any authority if you're walking in unbelief. If you're walking as a grump. If you're walking and you see all everybody else's problems, 
me tell you something, it's not easy. I mean, it's easy to, to, to see everybody else's problems. If I ain't walking in the good of God, I mean, you can ask my wife. <laughs> Dude, last week I came home one day and I, and I, I just wasn't with it. And it's amazing, when I'm not with it, it's amazing how problems become big mountains. But you know, when I'm flowing with God, the mountains aren't so big. They're just little. They're the same mountains, but for some reason when I'm not flowing with God, it's like the devil comes along and he's already taken you out of faith, but now he puts a big magnifying glass right in front of you. And you can see everything with the kids. You see what I'm saying? Next morning when I got up, I was praying, I was embarrassed. I said, Father, help me. And thank God that we have a spirit within us that if I fall and if I haven't been with it, God can pull me up and say, and set me free. Because we, you've all experienced it. I've experienced it. But I used to live in it. Today, I run fast and I get myself set free, set free because there's no pleasure in it. Amen? Amen? When we break bread, Jesus, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians. He says, remember these things. What are some of the things that we should remember? We should remember that Jesus died on the cross. Destroyed the devil. He's got no authority over me. Jesus washed me clean. I am now a son. And I'm going to spend eternity with him, right? Not only that, I can also remember on how my life is today. If we're sincerely walking in the Christian values, I can't help but enjoy the fruits of the Spirit. Read Galatians 5.20 in, in that passage in there. talks about the fruits of the flesh. talks about the fruits of the world. And it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. If I am not experiencing all the fruits of the Spirit, I need to come. I need to come to a brother and say, something is not right. Help me pray. Pray with me so that I can break through. Because Jesus says, I'm supposed to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I don't feel that way. And by going to a brothers and sister, I tell you something, God can bring it around. And that through prayer, that we're going to, I'm going to sense that. I'm going to feel like a child of God. Amen? Okay. I'm going to close with this. Jesus said this. That he's the author and the perfecter of our faith. Believe Jesus. Stop even criticizing yourself. Don't even be concerned about your brother who's not, or sister, who's not moving well in God. Pray for them 
that your biggest focus should be on Jesus. That if my focus can be on Jesus, and I can totally trust him, that even when I failed yesterday, I am in God's hands. Paul says, I don't even judge myself. But I am bringing myself before Jesus, who is going to change me. He sent the Holy Spirit to instruct. My biggest thing is, if I've stepped out of line, let's step right back in. Because God's promises are that when you seek him, when you step back in the line, he is faithful to forgive your sins. The devil will come back and remind you on how you messed up yesterday and the day before that and the day before that and you'll try to bring condemnation. Jesus says there is no condemnation for those that believe. Isn't that right? There's a lots of good things that are happening in this church. I mean, we've seen manifestations and we've seen some things that you can't explain. But you want to know something? I look on the hearts of the people that are seeking God and I've seen change I'm seeing them happy I'm seeing them set free I'm seeing that they believing that they're a son and a daughter of a living God amen let's continue to remind ourselves who we are I had gotten a picture this morning of two candles by themselves, the candle had a beauty, had a nice light. But when I put the candles together, real close, the fire became one candle. As you and I walk in what is rightly ours, and what Jesus wants us to walk in with this understanding that my body there is one fire it is going to be so powerful that when people walk in they will know God's presence is in this place and I think we've seen we've seen tastes of it but I think there's so much more to come so much more because when I'm really going to be touched in that same way there will be something within me that's when I go and I go out and meet people in the world so some of that fire can rub off. Let me tell you something. There is a hurting world out there. The Lord doesn't want to keep this fire just in this living room. I mean, <laughs> this church building. He wants it. He wants that heat. He wants that burning that's taking place here and go out there so that others may be warmed. Carol and I just recently had a couple in that part of this church in our, in our home on, on Friday night. And the um, guy has a, had, had, a, had a good position in the business and the company he worked for him. He lost his job. Totally unexpected. Just totally lost it. And let me tell you something. When you got kids that are ready to go to college, and um, 
your wife doesn't work, they've all depended upon his income. Let me tell you something, there was a deep hurt inside. And all this professional training that he had, he knew how to say all the positive things, say all the right words, there is going to be a job for me. But in the midst of all of that saying and all of that talk, every once in a while it came out how insecure and scared he is. When I had called him, he shared with me that, that night, he called me and told me he lost his job. And I, at that time, I said, you know, the only thing we can do in a situation like this, let Jesus be the answer. He's a Catholic. He doesn't talk in the same things that I talk. He's a good, been a very good Catholic. He knows enough about scripture. Uh, very faithful Catholic he is, by the way. And you know, he let me know Friday night that when he got off the, when, he, when I got off the phone with him, he says, you want to know something? That was so alive for me. He says, when I looked it out there, he says, I'm 45 years old. And sometimes it's when you get around 50, it's hard to get a job. He said, that really touched me. He says, and it gave me hope. You want to know something? There's so many people out there. You and I have something. Like I talked about the dynamite. I talked about what the, what's in veil. You know what I'm saying? That's so powerful. The world is saying, show me. Do you have an encouraging word for me? You and I have to see it, feel it, believe it, hear it, so that I can be open for God living water to come out of me to bless others. Amen? Let's all stand. Oh, Father. Father, I'm just so thankful for your presence being here this morning. I'm so thankful, Lord Jesus, for the men and women and children that you brought together here in this body. I'm so thankful, God, for them. And I pray, Lord God, for more in our lives. I pray that we see the value, Lord Jesus, of who we are. I pray that we can understand that anointing that is within me, that's around me and that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that you continue to search our hearts at home and let us, when we see ourselves in the mirror, let us look at us, ourselves and say this, God has blessed me. He's planted His Spirit inside of me. I am a son. I am a daughter. And God, I shall not grumble no more because I got the greatest thing that life can ever receive. You yourself, Father, your spirit planted within me. In Jesus' name, we thank you, God. Amen. 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 You're dismissed. <laughs>